0: Hello again and God bless. Welcome back to our channel. You may be watching this via video on YouTube or you may be listening via audio on one of our many podcast platforms throughout the world. But whichever the case, welcome. Today I am going to go ahead and uh, work our way through chapter 11 of Proverbs today is April 11th. Once in a while, I'll just jump on like this on whatever day of the month it is and grab that proverb. Um, in case you don't know, um, Proverbs has 31 chapters, so pretty much a chapter for every day of the month. And um, there's a lot to, to gain from reading the book of Proverbs, uh, making it part of your daily life in the way you live. And um, I'm going to go ahead and jump on into verse 1, Proverbs chapter 11, and verse 1 says, Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Now, as you know, God is good, Um, and being good, being pure, being holy, being just, being righteous, and all the above, and so much more that I could never describe, you know, God is. But um, being good, he loves that which is good. And he wants us to live in accordance with what is that which is good as we live our daily lives here on this earth. Um, he gave the writer of this was Solomon. He gave Solomon wisdom, and uh, Solomon was the wisest man to ever live. And thankfully, from that wisdom that Solomon gained from God, he wrote these Proverbs. So we're seeing here that dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. God being good, like I said, you can expect that he He expects us to live in that manner, to be honest, to be truthful, to be fair, to be just in our dealings with each other, come what may. Um, oftentimes you may find yourself in a position where Doing what's right harms you, hurts you. But the question is, is who are you seeking to please? Yourself, others in the world, or are you seeking to please God, your creator, your Father in heaven? So if you want to be a delight to God, you're going to do that which is right in the way that you do your dealings with people on a daily basis. Always be truthful. You see, we have to... And I guess I'm speaking to those that have committed their lives to God, have come to faith in Jesus Christ, been born again of the Spirit, and have decided to live a life where you're seeking first the kingdom of God. In other words, your priority is the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Um, So I'm speaking to those people that are doing that, but we realize that God is our provider. So we don't need to you know, have dishonest scales. We don't need to do things to cut corners or to cheat or to lie or to do whatever to get gain. In this world, we don't have to do that because we have a God who is our provider, and He looks upon our lives, and He looks upon how we live. And this says right here that a just weight is His delight, which means that God must be paying attention to to how we live our lives and what we do? Are we being honest in our daily lives? So again, uh, for those of you that know the Lord, this is how you should be living. For those of you that may have come upon this video and you're, or audio, whatever it may be, and you're just listening or watching, watch, watching, whatever that is, right, for the first time, um, and, and you haven't committed your life to God, you may say, ah, you know, this isn't the way I live, not the way I've been taught, not the way I've been raised. You know, you got to get what you get to get ahead. You know, I'm going to get mine type attitude. Well, you're free to live that way, but you're not living in the ways of God when you do so. Look, verse 2. Now, these verses don't tie together. When you read Proverbs, you might get a string of verses that tie together talking about the same subject, but often you're just getting some bits and pieces of different information here. And verse 2 goes on and says, When pride comes, then comes shame but with the humble is wisdom. Have you ever been in a position where you've acted in a proud manner and you've tried to put all attention on yourself and draw all attention to you? Um, If you've got any kind of goodness in your heart, you've probably walked away from that type of situation feeling a bit shameful about the way you've acted. You know, maybe... You were boastful. You were proud. You were loud, and all of that. And then somewhere within you, there was a bit of shame. Um, I hope there was, you know, because that shows that you're uh, you you've got some goodness in you, you know. But if you act loud and proud and all of that, and you walk walk away feeling like you're a conqueror or something. Um, well, then you're really not walking in in humility as God also wants us to walk in humility. The second half of verse 2 there says, but with the humble is wisdom, right? And the wise know that it's foolish to behave in a proud manner, okay? So the integrity, verse 3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will, Will destroy them. So you see two different things here: integrity and perverse, perversity. Perversity is tied to the unfaithful; those that are not faithful to God in the way that they live their lives. They're not acting with just weights and honest scales, and they're they're not acting in humility, like we're seeing in verse one and two there, but but rather um, they're acting. In a perverse manner and i'll end up destroying you if you do that right but god those that are upright those that choose to walk in god on a daily basis walk within the kingdom of god serving the lord um then you're going to walk in integrity you're going to walk in honesty you're going to walk in truth you're going to walk in justice you're going to walk in humility okay so in a sense we can tie these verses together here. Riches, verse 4, Riches do not profit in a day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Now, ultimately, when we see that here, and my Gatorade bottle just popped, um, ultimately, when we read verse uh, 4 there, Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Ultimately, there is a day of wrath that is coming, where God's wrath is going to be poured out on this earth. And it's the last day. It's the final day. It's when Jesus returns. And those that are born again of the Spirit go to ever be with the Lord. Um, But there's that time coming when wrath is going to be poured out. And you know what? No matter how much money you have, no matter how much money you've saved, no matter how much money you've gained, no matter what you have in your 40 k uh, 401k. Um, no matter what you've worked for your whole life, it's not gonna. It's not gonna amount to anything in that day, but righteousness will. Righteousness will walking in an upright manner, not walking in perversity, you know, but walking in integrity and in humility. Okay, verse five. The righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness the bible talks about this and you'll see it throughout proverbs if you read the proverbs but there is a snare that one sets for themselves when they constantly walk in wickedness when they're constantly deceiving others or they they become known as a liar as a thief as a cheater you know, as somebody that just cuts the corners or whatever, you develop a, a reputation, and um, you you get caught in that thing, you know. In your own wickedness, you get caught in that. Look at verse 6. The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. You see, to lust and, and to covet things to where you're willing to do what is dishonest to get them, you're willing to harm others, to cheat others, to defraud others, whatever the case may be, um, then th- that's that's only going to end up being a snare to you. And it's only going to catch you. But the upright is delivered by their righteousness. And in the end, if you're walking in uprightness, you're walking in righteousness, you're walking in holiness, you're going to ever be with the Lord. Um, If you haven't figured it out yet, and maybe if you're very young, you haven't figured this out, but this life is short. It passes by so quickly, and the day is coming when all the world will be judged. The day is coming when we will either ever be with the Lord or we will hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness, Jesus will say, right? Uh, Let's see, verse 7, when a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish, and the hope of the unjust perishes. You know, there are many people that live their lives in such a manner where it is all about them, and they're just out to get whatever they want out of life, and to build their own kingdom to, you know, amass their own wealth or, or whatever the case may be. And they only think about themselves and they don't really think about others. Well, when they die, they're gone. I mean, I mean people don't really miss people that are evil and all about themselves, you know. And uh, anyway, that's not the way of the upright. That's not the way of the righteous. Uh, let's read verse Eight here, the righteous is delivered from trouble and it comes to the wicked instead. Well, you know, oftentimes you may say, um, and oftentimes I've seen it this way, you know, where you say, Well, well huh, seems to me like the wicked prosper. Seems to me like the wicked get all they want. Well, yeah, they do prosper from a worldly standpoint. You know, there are many people that do evil think about themselves, that walk in an unrighteous manner, that live in an unrighteous manner, I should say, and, and, they, um, and they're, they're just all about, you know, what they get and what they gain, and they seem to be doing well, because they get what they chase after, they get it, but in the end, there is an end, there is an end, for every soul, there is an end, there is a time of judgment, and it isn't going to be good. They're not going to be delivered in that time of trouble, but the righteous will. Okay. So the hypocrite, verse nine says, The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. So there's a contrast constantly here throughout Proverbs as we read this. The hypocrite will, uh, or excuse me, with his mouth destroys his neighbor. So. You know, somebody who is a hypocrite appears to be one way, right? And then behind the scenes, they're another. So it's that person that maybe goes out into their neighborhood, maybe goes to their neighbor, goes to their co-worker, whatever, appears to be a certain way, goes home and cuts down their co-worker, cuts down their neighbor, or whatever, talks about them behind their back, or whatever the case may be, right? But to the contrary, on the the other side of that, it says through knowledge the righteous will be. Deliver. in other words we got to know what's right and what's wrong and we got to know that just like we see all the way back there in verse one that the eyes of the lord are upon us and just as he sees whether we're dealing with a just weight or a dishonest scale whatever the case may be the eyes of the lord are upon us he knows he knows our coming in and our going out he knows everything he knows. He knows if we're a hypocrite or not. He knows when we're talking behind people's back. He knows when we're doing these things. So again, speaking to those of you that do walk by faith, that do walk in, in trusting in the Lord, well, then you need to live like it. Don't be that hypocrite. Okay. Uh, let's see, verse 10. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. So when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. You know, all of us love to see when something good happens to someone good, right? Someone that we perceive good for whatever you know, whatever way we view them, we view them as something good about them, and we like to see when something good happens to them. If we've got a good heart ourselves, if we've got a pure heart ourselves, and we see something happening to, good to someone else that does good, well, we all rejoice. We're happy about that, right? Um, but that verse uh, says, but uh, where, where was that? And when the wicked perish, their is jubilation going back to what I said about that man that lives for himself? He's all about himself, you know. Um, you know when when someone is out doing wicked stuff, you know maybe they're harming the world, they're destroying others, and they're killing other people and such. It's a good thing when those people are off the earth. Now it's a sad thing that their soul ever went in that direction. That they became that person and of course we would love to see i would love to see someone repent of their wickedness and to become righteous in jesus christ right but many people don't choose that way many people don't want to hear anything about that they don't want to they don't want to hear what it takes to be good and to be holy and to be just and to be righteous and to have integrity and to have humility and such like we're reading about here Many people don't care at all, okay? So, in the end, they perish, and the world becomes a better place, you know? By the blessings, verse 11, By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked, okay? Pretty self-explanatory, right? There are those that do good. um, There are those that do evil and they run their mouth. And when they just run their mouth, they speak evil, and they bring uh, heart, they bring difficult times to the world around them because they run their mouth, right? But the blessing of the upright, the city, is exalted, right? When someone that cares to do good in their heart and they go out and they do good and they bless others, they're looking for the good of others others around them are affected, the whole city can be affected in a positive way because of one person that goes out to do that which is right. Okay, verse 12, he who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. Okay, so here we see someone that is devoid of wisdom, they despise their neighbor so they run out there and they yell and scream at their neighbor they have a bad relationship with their neighbor in whatever way it it comes about but the the person of understanding holds their peace they say you know what i see my neighbor doing this or that let me let me try to find out why let me try to find out why what he's doing is you know affecting me in such a negative way, or why, it's, why why it may be affecting the other neighbors. Let me go see if I can reason with him, I can have a little bit of understanding. Now, sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. But if you have understanding, you're going to hold your peace. You're not going to react like that loudmouth and just go out there and start screaming at somebody, right? A talebearer receives, or excuse me, reveals secrets, verse 13. A talebearer Reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. If you're a faithful person, you're a faithful friend. You're not going to run and blab everything that you hear. You're going to conceal a matter. Okay, you're going to you're going to be trustworthy with the person that shared something with you. You're not going to be a talebearer and we all know tailbearers in this world don't we you tell them something and they just run and blab it okay verse 14 where there is no counsel the people fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety just seek after wisdom that's all that's telling us seek after wisdom there are people around you that have been through what you're going through there are people around you that have more knowledge than you in a certain subject simply because they've been through through it. And the best thing to do is to go and seek counsel, you know, get help, uh, in whatever you're going through in life. If that's something that I can ever help you with, reach out to me, contact me, and I, I'll be glad to, to help you if I can counsel you in any way as it relates to your life, you know, as a, a person that is seeking God or desiring to know God. Verse, um, let's see uh 15 yes verse 15 he who is surety for a stranger will suffer but one who hates being surety is secure so just bottom line be wise don't go out there and and back up somebody who you don't really know somebody comes along and says hey you know this guy over here did this to me and i need you to come testify about my character well if you don't know their character don't go testify about their character don't go testify for them you know be wise in that okay don't you know just offer oh, to to jump on everybody's side because you're going to get bit you're going to be harmed okay verse 16 speaking directly about a woman now a gracious woman retains honor but ruthless men retain riches so think about that right what would you rather have well i'm hoping what the answer is going to be here i was going to ask the question i will ask the question what would you rather have honor or riches and most of you might say both give me both um but no if we have to only choose one what would you rather have honor or riches okay And if you're in Christ, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're desiring to be pleasing to God in the way that you live your life, then you're going to want honor. Okay? So it's better to retain your honor, whether you're male or female. This speaks directly to a woman here, but, you know, or or of a woman here. It's better to retain your honor. um, But ruthless men retain riches. Like I was talking about earlier, you might say, well, um, why do why does the wicked prosper? right? Why do they get everything? Why do they seem to be ahead on everything? Well, you see, many people make the mistake of thinking that God is about money, and that God is about how much you have in possessions or worldly material or things. He's not about that at all. God is looking at the heart So that's why honor is more important than riches, okay? Yeah, and it's ruthless men that get riches because they're willing to step on or push aside anybody that gets in their way. It doesn't matter who it is, okay? But that's not the life that God desires for us. Uh, Verse 17, the merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. Let me read that again. The merciful man does good for his own soul. You know, when you do good, you should feel good about that. And you're doing something good for your own soul. You're making, you're a better person because of it. Okay. Because you showed mercy, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh, you know, again someone that's cruel someone that's evil they have that reputation they're selfish and you know all greedy and all this stuff they create they're just doing themselves harm because no one wants to be around them if they have good family members that are doing good in the world that good family member don't even want to be around them because of the way they're living their lives right they're they're just doing themselves harm when they're being ruthless and such. Verse 18, the wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. Again, the Bible is continually showing us that we need to walk in the way of righteousness, in the way of holiness, and what is good. There is a sure reward for that, okay? And yes, there are evil people, wicked men, wicked women, that do deceptive work. For their own gain. And a lot of them are in governmental positions, unfortunately, and they do things for their own gain. But they're not just in governmental positions only. They're in, all, they're in every place we go. You know, there, there's all kinds of evil in this world. There is a narrow path of those that are righteous, those that desire to walk in what is good and do what is holy and just and right and walk in integrity and humility and honesty and all of that, there's a narrow path that those people are on. But people aren't looking for the narrow path in this world. They're looking for the broad path for the most part that leads to their own selfish desires, right? Um, Verse 19, as righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. So he's kind of repeating a lot of the same things here righteousness leads to life you know and that is an abundant life jesus said that in him you know you have abundant life he said that the thief comes to kill to steal and to destroy he said but i have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly so the lord wants us to have an abundant life and a sure future okay those who are perverse or excuse me, verse 20, those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are his delight. Again, the Lord is watching. He is watching. He sees what we're doing. He sees how we're living. Verse 21, though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. As a ring of gold, I'm just going to read on here because we're, you know, Solomon in this writing here is just kind of repeating the same theme. Um, As a ring of gold and a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks a discretion. Think about that, right? Male or female, really, you can go out and you try to make yourself look the best you can, right? But you know. If you lack discretion, if you make bad choices, you lack wisdom. You're not walking in the right way. It don't matter. It don't matter how good you try to make yourself look. If you're of a bad reputation, again, male or female, right? Uh, let's see, verse 23: The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. You see, what's in the future? He's saying here, what's in the future for those that are righteous is good. What's in the future for those that are wicked is wrath. God's wrath is going to be dealt out upon them, right? There is one, verse 24, there is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right. But it leads to poverty. You see, again, if we're trusting in the Lord as our provider and we go out and we see someone over here or someone over there that needs help and we do what we can to help them. In other words, we're scattering what we have. We're just going out and making sure that, you know, that we're doing the will of God, knowing that God is our provider. Well, we're the ones that are going to be blessed in that. OK, Um But it says, but there's one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty because they're being stingy. They're being stingy. Now, someone might die with a lot of money because they were stingy. They didn't give it to others. They may die with a lot of money, but they're dead and they have nothing. They have no sure sure future. They're about to see the wrath of God the minute they breathe their last breath on this earth and there's no greater poverty than that no greater poverty than that the generous soul verse 25 will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself so be kind be generous reach out to others love one another you know be that type of person on the earth again god is your provider The people will curse him who withholds grain, verse 26 says, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Again, just the contrast here between he he who is stingy and he who is generous, okay? Verse 27, he who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. I mean hopefully that's common sense to you but unfortunately it's really not common sense in the world is it people go out to do evil every day there are people out there today that are that are stealing cars that are robbing banks robbing you know uh, convenience stores different things like that you know uh, that people that I'm talking about people that are breaking the law but there are those that are just harming each other with their words at home there are those that are biting and devouring one each other one another with the way they speak to each other so god is looking at all of this and trouble comes to one to the one who seeks evil you know but he who earnestly seeks good finds favor verse 28 says he who trusts in his riches will fall but the righteous will flourish like foliage again think about a man who Or a woman who is stingy. And they're all about themselves. And they're all about storing up money, thinking that they never have enough, thinking that some calamity might come someday and they're going to need this pile of money. Right? Or they're going to need their riches. Right? So they trust in their riches. They hope in their riches. They live for their riches. Right? And that's what verse 28 says. They're trusting in their riches, but they're going to fall. And, and what's going to happen, it says on the other half of that verse, it says, but the righteous will flourish like foliage, right? Those that are seeking after righteousness and seeking after that which is good in life care about things that are good in life. In other words, they care about familial relationships. They care about their children. They care about their wife. They, you know, in in the sense that they they want to spend time with them. They want to enjoy life with one another. And as a result, it's like it just grows. Life just grows abundantly. And you're blessed. And you're blessed with more people around you, more people who love you, more people for you to love. And you go through life blessed in that way, flourishing as opposed to being stingy and just ultimately knowing there's nothing left for you at the end, nothing good for you at the end of this life. Verse 29, he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be a servant to the wise of heart. Again, in the end, when it all shakes out, righteousness prevails, goodness wins. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. That's why I do the ministry that I do here at a love outreach, reaching out to the souls of people. And that's what this is all about today, reaching into your soul to say, hey, how are you living? How should you be living? Are you living in a way that God, who is looking upon your life, sees and delights in? Are you living in honesty? Are you living in integrity? Are you living in righteousness and all these things that are talked about here in today's proverb? Right, because it's it's important that we win souls, right, that that soul's Come to God, and that souls are walking in a way that pleases God. Okay? Verse 31: If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? So, in the end, there's going to be a time when, again, those that have done good, those that walk in righteousness, those that walk in holiness, those that do right, They're going to be rewarded, and in the end, the sinner is going to find his punishment and is going to be rewarded as well. So that's the proverb for today, Proverbs chapter 11, here on April 11th. Thank you for joining us. Um, If you have any questions or anything that we can help you with in your walk with the Lord, in your growth in the knowledge of the Lord, please reach out to us. And let us know. Again, my name is Dave Nelson. You can contact me directly via email at dave at a love That is dave at a um, And if this has been a blessing to you, share it with someone else, and we will see you next time. God bless.